Welcome to Dead House. I am Dylan. I'm a little bit of a tired Nathan. <laughs> Winter has set in. We are now June 3, 4? June 4? June 4th, yep. Yeah, and it's a very drab outside, some grey clouds, a little, little nippy. I'm sitting here in a beanie, a jacket, another jacket. <laughs> I've got jeans, that's about the only way you can tell. But yes. uh, we had a we had a, an alright little weekend. It's um it's Nathan's birthday tomorrow. Indeed. And uh, by the time you're hearing this, it's already been. <laughs> but we'll we'll put it on the social so you can comment happy birthday. No, 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 no. And uh, went to your place for a little birthday barbecue last yeah, night. Yeah, had a bit of a barbecue, a couple of drinks, a couple of some friends. Woke up a little sore this morning, but that's a bit you know that's fine. That's what whatever. That's old from? age. Sore in my head. <laughs> sore in my head. Sore in my liver. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was good. We um, yeah, had the fire pit going, pulled out the barbie, and we had some some snags, some mm-hmm. chops, some mm-hmm. some kebabs. It was good. Had some drinks. Indeed, yeah. It was, it's always good to just chill out with friends like that. Alex made you a, a very nice cake with a dick on it. <laughs> <laughs> dick and balls. Can't forget balls, Dylan. Yes, that's right. They're just as important. No, she's been spoiling me this whole weekend, man. Mm. Like, she did this thing where yesterday she had like two options right and i was i had to choose one of the two options and that decided what we do so like the first one was breakfast mm. i didn't get to know the option i didn't pick okay so i don't know what it was but the one i did pick was like a full english breakfast oh very which, nice well, i did see photos as full english as we can get mm. without you know the blood pudding and <laughs> i don't like baked beans so we're talking what like sausages bacon eggs uh yeah hash browns oh, nice. like sauteed mushrooms toast oh wow potatoes yeah, oh, very good. Good stuff. And then the next one was like, again, don't know what the other option was, but mm-hmm. we went to the Lone Pine Koala Sanctuary. Yeah, I've never been there to my knowledge. I'd never even heard of it. <laughs> yeah, see, it seems to be big with like tourists, but I don't know many people like locals. That, that would explain been. why there were many different accents there. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever I see like internationally touring bands, they usually like stop off there and get a photo holding a koala after they play Brisbane. I mean, I get it's because it's quite close to like Brisbane City. It's mm. just out past Mount Cutha. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's closer if, than I if thought. If somebody's staying in Brisbane, like they're not going to travel up to Australia Zoo or anything like that. Yeah, so, well, see, I've been to Australia Zoo like maybe three times and each time just gets progressively worse. Wow, okay. I don't know if it's just like... <laughs> well, they're not there for your amusement. <laughs> Gone downhill since uh, Steve Irwin's no longer there, but oh, it's just... Rip. I don't know, like the last time I went, which would have been years ago now, but like half the enclosures were empty because they were like being cleaned or the animals were like being moved or something. What? Did and you go in winter or something? I don't think so. Probably just not their peak time. Yeah, maybe. I do really like Corumban Wildlife Sanctuary. I've not Close been Close to the Gold either. Coast. Oh, nice. You did get photos of a platypus though for me, which I appreciate. Oh, yes, yes. And, Very cute. Uh, I took Alex into the snake enclosure. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Oh, she was gripping on a real fucking tight. <laughs> one of these days she's going to hold a snake. She's, hasn't she's hasn't she held one? Oh, she's touched she's one. touched one. Okay. Uh, but she's yet to hold one. And at the zoo? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, my sister used to own a, like, have a pet snake. Oh, so yeah, I was always true. trying to get her around to like, all right, here we go. Let's introduce you slowly to the mm. snake. Just touch it, be in the same room with it, and then hold it. But she never got around to it. What was its name? Or is its name? Uh, well, she had a couple of different ones. The other one I remember is Tyson. But I think that's the one that bit her. Tyson. Yeah, Such an unusual name for a snake. I was expecting well, what else some, are you going to call it? Snakey? Yeah, well, something with alliteration, like Simon. <laughs> Simon. Steve or Stuart. Okay. I don't know. Something yeah, with an Tyson. S. Something with an F. Tyson. Um, <laughs> anyway, we should probably talk about uh, what we are reviewing today. We're here with another old one. 
an old and a certifiable classic. This yes. one is another uh, one that's kind of the forefather of the slasher genre, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this was before Halloween and Friday and mm-hmm. Nightmare. This is uh, a favorite of mine. We are talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The 1974 original, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, this one was uh, written and directed by Toby Hooper, uh, who also did Poltergeist, I and do, I um, that one. also uh, yep. co-written with Kim Henkel. We should we should mention. Yep, and I think he uh, fucking Toby Hooper is it Toby or Tobey or Tobe? I don't know. It's spelled weird. Doesn't have an acute over the E, so and he's American. He's from Texas, oh, okay, so I presume yeah. it's just Toby. Yeah, well, he came back and did um, the second one as well, right? Texas Chainsaw Massacre yes. 2. Yeah, and I think he was signed on as like an executive producer for the remake, but okay. that's, I think, the extent of his his involvement. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I mean, the on, idea is his. He just went on to have a more lucrative career. <laughs> yeah, and this was his third film, so it wasn't a debut, but um, it was like... It's still very gritty and raw and, and of its time, but um, I think one of the reasons it's become timeless in a way is, as you said, it just kind of like set up a lot of those tropes for the slasher genre. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think most notably uh, having like the serial killer be some large, mm, just uh, a big deformed hulk, man, hulking like nothing really, no intelligence, mm. like that. just a big hulking brute chasing the no survivors. real motive. Zero, zero yeah. motive. This of all the killers in any movie ever, <laughs> maybe not ever. Uh, this one has the least motive. Yeah, and also using power tools as a murder weapon. Mm. I believe, like to my knowledge, I don't know a film earlier than this that would have had a fucking chainsaw like <laughs> going to the chest of invalids. I mean, there might have been, but they're not important. Mm. They they weren't big enough to to matter. But yeah, so um, this was another one that. Um, you had not seen that I got you into. I swear to we God, were... I've seen lots of horror movies. We just happen to be doing a lot of ones that I haven't seen yet. We were talking about this last night where you feel feel like the listeners are going to think you're a fraud or something. But to be honest, like we just came from like different, like loving different parts of horror. Because mm. it's like I've seen a lot of the old classics, but you introduced me to a lot of the like um, contemporary Horrors that like, well, like the two thousands kind of ones. That yeah, well, I, the ones I up. the ones I mostly watched were ones that came out or around when we grew up. Yeah, I, I hadn't gone back and watched the old ones yet. Mm. And you've seen a lot of like wacky ones that I haven't seen. Yeah, that people love all, all the obscure ones. That, yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. They're, they're um, not as good, but they're just a fun time. Yeah. So, so you came over here and we watched it the other night, and um, we watched it with my folks. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My mum tried to stay there for most of it, but I think her <laughs> laughing was uh, interrupting us, uh, disrupting the experience. Um, a little, a little bit of background on this film. So, obviously, the the iconic character from this is Leatherface, who yes. um, inspired heavily by by Ed Gain. Ed Gain. And um, real it, quick, yeah. I was, a, I was I, false pretense. I apologize. He's not a serial killer by technicality. He only killed two people. Yeah. So that doesn't make him a serial killer. He's just a creep. But throughout the franchise, he's taken down a lot of people. No, no, Ed Gain, not Leatherface. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you meant Leatherface. The real life Ed Gain only killed two people. So, like, mm. by the definition of a serial killer, he's not one. Yeah, I think a lot of it was more so like the disturbing furniture and decorations mm. made from the grave robbings. Yeah, the grave robbings where he got all the the skin, the yeah, skin dress, and the weird like affiliation with the the mother, like the whole Norman Bates thing or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which i think probably also inspired science of the lambs i don't know if it did for sure but the whole mask skin Again, mask yeah thing. definitely yeah that's, that has been stated that it has okay speaking of grave robbings have you noticed my shirt 
Oh my god, there you go. let's <laughs> dig for treasure. Threadheads. So, it's a uh, it, shout out to Threadheads. It's um, it's like a kid's like retro picture book or something, and it says "Let's dig for treasure," and they're fucking digging up a grave. Yeah, I love it. I'm in the mood. Um, so. Yeah, one of the working titles for this film was Leatherface, but also for some reason, Head Cheese. Did you see that? I did. What? Where does that come from? It's got to be, if I know nothing about it, but in my mind, I'm imagining something to do with like a slaughterhouse. Okay. Like maybe there's something to do with a slaughterhouse when they kill a cow. Right. They get some sort of food out of the head and it's like head cheese. Uh, you're probably right because they do go into detail in that film about like the... The process of of killing cattle mm. in an abattoir, yeah. Well, because yeah, the the um the motivation behind the main killers mm. was their family came from people who worked at slaughterhouse. Like yeah, Grandpa Sawyer, who's the fucking desecrated <laughs> yeah. old guy up in the in the attic. Yeah, he was like I think they say the best at mm. killing cattle in in the slaughterhouse back when it was like a sledgehammer between the eyes, not yeah. a bolt gun. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and I mean. It's it's an interesting, uh, like I believe reading about this because Toby Hooper I think was like, um, well he was a film student, but also I think he had like a hand in the journalism industry, so he was seeing like a lot of um, misinformation spread by the government um, and the media and stuff, and that was I think part of the uh, the inspiration for like opening this film with like pitching it as like a fake inspired by true events thing yeah yeah and this this is the film i think i like the most that does that because usually mm. it's kind of a, a terrible gimmick like in the strangers where it said based on true events where it's not really this one skirts around it, it doesn't specifically say this yeah. is true or this is based on real events it kind of this is like subversive yeah like tongue-in-cheek yeah. yeah it's very it doesn't outright say it yeah and um as we said this is this is one of the earliest slashes and this turns 50 Next year. Yeah, fuck. So, um, like I said, I'm hoping there's like some really cool collector's edition of the Blu-ray or something that comes out. And Need to get it. Um, the sequel, which you mentioned um, Toby Hooper also did, wasn't until 1986. So, it was almost 10 years Jeez, after the original. Christ, 12 years later. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, the original had quite the reputation. But i got to say, um, even now, this is still one of the scariest films I've ever seen. Okay. Like... If if I like every time I watch this, I put myself in the shoes of those like five friends in the van, and it would be fucking terrifying. Which which one would you be, Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> Sally. <laughs> um, oh, I'd probably be the dude that fucking dies first. What's his name? Kirk. Kirk yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair. Uh, I am disappointed in myself because I don't get. I. Mm. I'm just desensitized too much. I recognize that it's a movie. And so, therefore, I can't put myself in their shoes and I don't get scared. Okay. But I can recognize that it has scary elements or things that would scare people. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, it's definitely, like I mentioned before, it's very, like, gritty and, like, cheaply made. And Yeah, you beat me to the punch before where I'd say the one word I'd use to describe this movie is just raw. Yeah. Like, it looks realistic. Mm. There's, well, a lot of it is because uh, you probably read it that, the, some of the set design, all of the, not all of but most oh. of the, the dead carcasses and animal bones were yeah. just real dead animal carcasses and bones that they collected and... or got from local yeah. slaughterhouses. There was blood spray on the wall that was real cow blood that they got from a slaughterhouse. Can you imagine the smell? Because like when they were <laughs> shooting this, it was like rural Texas in yeah. you know, like I think it 40 got, degree heat. Yeah, 40 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Uh, 100, yeah. 110 or so degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, I think gross. And the, the dinner scene 
was actually recorded during the day and they oh, just okay. used blackout curtains. Oh, interesting. And so during peak day with blackout curtains, no ventilation, yeah. it would have fucking smelled awful in there. I think there were stories of some of the crew having to go out between takes and just vomit outside because oh, the stench gross. was that bad. Yeah, it's like when you go to a music festival and I got that like line of portaloos <laughs> and someone before he's shitting it and it's just like roasted in the sun all day. Gross. Um, <laughs> so this spawned seven sequels and a remake. Fuck so, it. So yeah. yeah, another one of those big um, early slasher franchises and... Um, yeah, I just love, like, I know Ed Gain, as we've just mentioned, is an inspiration for a lot of these kind of creepy killer films over the years, but this one just, it's, like, so disturbing because, like, as opposed to just having, like, someone as a cannibal, because the family are cannibals, so Leatherface is, like, an inbred or, like, retarded son, and um, mentally retarded. This, <laughs> what what other retarded is there? I don't know. Just when you say retarded, it sounds mean. But if you say he is mentally retarded, that's like the the, the scientific definition. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't using it as a slur. Um. And and yeah, it's like as opposed to just eating people, this is like they've gone to the effort with like the intention of digging up corpses, like just desecrating the graves, dismembering them, and like refashioning them into things like household objects it's yeah it's unnerving it's 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 done for necessity for food and just for fun yeah like because they have that fucking the chair that's got like the arms literal arms literal armchair as the arms i loved that um i also read that uh for a time after seeing this um guillermo del toro actually became vegetarian because he just could not stand to eat meat after watching this film yeah and that's, like, coming from someone that's done things like, um, you know, Pan's Labyrinth and Devil's Backbone and, and Hellboy. Like, that's saying something. <laughs> He's got a twisted mind, so. Um, yeah, it was uh, starring Marilyn Burns as Sally, who's, I, I guess, the main character. Um, well, mate, let's be real. The main character is Leatherface. But <laughs> well, yeah. Well, she's the, the sole survivor. Yeah, she's the, the sole survivor. So. The final girl. The final girl. She's, yeah. Um, we've got Paul A. Partain, Alan Danziger, and Gunnar Hansen as Leatherface, who I think was part of Slandic. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. quite tall and, Very and tall. I mean, rough he, looking. He's, I can't remember how tall he was, but he, even on top of that, he wore like three inch platform shoes to make him oh, even more hulking to everyone. Would I, which I think caused him to like hit his head on doorways. Oh, wow. I didn't really notice this. Um, but I was trying to pick it up watching it. What shoes was he wearing? Because you know how like. People in slaughterhouses seem to have, like, those white gumboots. I mean, how often do you really look at a man's shoes? (laughs) Well, because Leatherface kind of wears, like, business attire. It's like... I mean, obviously, you've got, like, the the creepy apron and the skin mask and everything. But it's, like, a tie, a button-up shirt, dress pants. Mm -hmm. Well, if we want to get into that now, uh, Leatherface has, like, three versions of himself. And the, the way they sort of made it was with that in mind. Uh, he's got three different masks. It's not just the same mask he's wearing uh, the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. And so each one is meant to represent a different aspect of his personality because behind the mask, he doesn't have any personality at all. And yeah, so, one of, so one of them is like the, the business suit. I don't know. That's his like when he's wearing his killing mask or he's uh, killing people. That makes sense when he's getting down to business. Yep. Uh, when he's wearing like the apron and he's got like a wig on, he's got, they call it the old lady mask. Yeah. And so that's when he wants to be like more domestic and help out with the cooking like and housework and shit. Wow. And then the final one is the pretty, like the pretty lady mask. Oh, it's like got the makeup. Got the like, makeup on and that's where he's like dressed up nice for dinner because it's yeah. like a real Southern American thing. 
Yeah, okay, interesting. I definitely noticed the different masks, but um, yeah, it makes sense that they kind of represent different personalities that he would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose also talking about Gunnar Hansen's dedication to the role and um, not, not character acting, but um, I read that he was visiting like special needs schools to see how the students like moved and spoke mm. so he could sort of portray, um, you know, someone that was mentally disabled a bit more accurately for the film. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's like, you know, it, all, all those mannerisms, like the, um, the twitching arms and like the, the weird noises, like the panicked kind of screams and things. Yeah. When, well, I think he can't talk at all. Yeah. I don't think you hear he Leatherface speak. Yeah, he just he, kind he, of he doesn't yells speak and laughs. In, yeah. He doesn't speak in it. And I think when they were filming it, Toba Hooper gave Gunnar Hansen like Pretty much, he, he said what the lines meant. Yeah. And then Gunnar Hansen had to, like, say it without actually saying it. So, it was still oh. in the structure of a sentence of what he wanted to say. Yeah, okay. Just without actually using the words. Like Homer Simpson and the annoyed grunt <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so interesting. So, it'd be like, oh, okay, so when this happens, Leatherface is distressed. So, make some kind of... No, he's, like, telling sounds. him, like, this is what you're saying. Like, you're saying, oh. hey, come back here, I'm going to kill you. Oh. But he's like, hey, go away, you're cool. Oh, okay, so he'd, like, slur the words. And... Yeah, yeah, oh, make, it, make it not actually real words. Yeah, that's that's cool to know. Um, I guess we should talk about it from a commercial perspective as well, given that it was, like, one of the, the biggest films to go down and often regarded as one of the best horror films of all time. Mm. Um, the budget seems to be... Very loose. I was trying to find an exact number, yeah. but a few different accounts because... It fucking varies from, what, 60,000 to 300,000. Yeah. These see, are the two figures I saw. In my notes, I've written 80 to 140K <laughs> okay, because it was hell. like they were like securing funding like as they were shooting mm. as well. So I think that's why it fluctuated. But it made $30 million at the box office. That's quite a bit. So it, despite being... Such a an horrific and um, confronting film. It's like the age old saying: any press is good press. So I mean, yeah, it, the publicity side of things it definitely worked, making it so um, so just fucking terrorizing. Especially for a film back in the day where it was slapped with an R rating. Yeah, and I also read. So I read that Hooper wanted it to be PG, <laughs> PG. due to the lack of like gore well, and y- violence. If you think about it. There's no nudity at all. Yeah. Is there any swearing or or obscenity? I don't think there might be like if, one. If there is, it's probably so. like shit or something. Yeah. The only gore per se is like chainsaw to the leg. Uh, Which is relatively minimal. Yeah. Tiny, tiny Nick you see worse in fucking PG movies these days. Yeah. Because uh, when all, he's like cut, when, when the hitchhiker cuts his hand. Cuts his hand. Yeah. It's just a trickle of blood. They're kind of the only gory moments. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're seeing people decapitated or disemboweled or anything like a lot of the films we've spoken about. Mm. So yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Like obviously he was doing that as like a tongue in cheek statement. Like he, like he was, you know. Um, having that the opening text was kind of pitching the film as being inspired by real events. Um, I feel like him wanting it to get a PG rating was kind of like another sort of subversive hit at um, the yeah. classification uh, board or whatever. And I think originally they wanted to give it an X rating, didn't they? Which was uh, like, yeah. especially back in the day, it was just like only pornos were X rated. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is funny. I guess because it's just an uncomfortable watch but yeah it's like yeah no nudity no swearing no gore it's, yeah, it's um very very tame compared to a lot of other movies but yet is still like you said 
frightening and scary. Yeah, which I find really unusual. And um, we've already touched on the arduous filming process. So from what I've read, they filmed seven days a week for up to 16 hours a day. Like we mentioned in, you know, debilitating heat um, in rural Texas. And it was chiefly to try and reduce the equipment rental costs because they, you know, obviously would pay a certain amount, hire it out for a a period of time. So if they could get more filming done within that period, the less they'd have to pay because they were film students. And Yeah, I suppose um, back in the day, it's not like you have to pay anyone fucking overtime. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So... uh, yeah, that's quite interesting. And like we talked about before how, you know, the budget fluctuates, but it um, was a huge hit at the box office. In saying that, because of the nature of the film, um, they had great difficulty securing distribution rights worldwide. Um, so in the end, uh, when all the dust settled, the cast and crew, which, you know, there were 20 or so members, were mm-hmm. left with, um, if I have, you know, researched this correctly, $8,100 to share between them all. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, apparently, once the film picked up uh, new ownership later down the line, once there were a couple sequels, um, they got lawyers involved and they were able to get <laughs> some like back payments Jesus to try Christ. and account for that. But yeah, because I, I think a lot of the budget um, came from the editing process because the filming was just so simple. Good Lord. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. And I suppose talking about the ratings some more, it was banned in Australia until 1984. Mm, It was like 10 years. Yeah. A decade. We couldn't see it over here. It ran in British theaters for a year, uh, but then got banned after, uh, excessive complaints until 1998. Fucking, that's a long time. Yeah. So a, a lot of people loved yet hated this film. (laughs) And again, for a film that isn't by the things you're seeing in the movie, like, mm. obscene. Yeah, it's just it's disturbing. It's disturbing and scary. Yeah, for sure. And um, obviously, like, the world had this fascination with that game because it inspired so many books and films. But, yeah, you... you I don't know. You, you turn it into, like, some creepy, cannibalistic, incestuous family and, oh, no, get that off our screens. Yeah, meanwhile, like, the news was out there pl- putting up, like, pictures and images of all the dead exactly people and yeah. shit gone in the world to try and boost their ratings and that was all fine yeah yeah so that, i really love that social commentary from toby hooper in that regard and another fun little tidbit is the farmhouse um not the abandoned grandfather's one that the friends are traveling to but the mm-hmm. one where like, like Leatherface the, the and soy Co. house yeah the soy house um it's since relocated and been converted to a restaurant which i find <laughs> so iconic hell yeah uh, so, iconic. So ironic, sorry. <laughs> so if um, we ever go to Texas, we're, we're eating there? 100%, man. And uh, the main chick, Sally, and her, her brother, Franklin, who's in a wheelchair, um, th- they're like the main ones that, that are organizing this trip and they're traveling with some friends. It begins with like that crawling text of the true events in, in you know, quotation marks um, with like this voiceover narration that we've spoken about. And what I really love is the the next scene is kind of like the flashbulbs of like crime scene photographs mm. illuminating like for a split second in the darkness of these like mutilated corpses. And you can just hear like the, you know, forensic or the crime scene workers like bustling about in the background mm-hmm. here, like the zipper of the body bag and which is a really uh, intriguing way to open the film. Yeah. Just open it up with, Hey, this is what this movie is going to be about. Just gruesome, mm. dark. Cause it's kind macabre. of glimpses. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just, it, it's like a black screen and then, Flash, de- decomposed head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Black screen again. Yeah, so it's kind of like dipping its toes in the water at this point. 
And um, then it shows the like these decomposed corpses like arranged on an obelisk of a grave in this cemetery. Um, and I think there's like the background audio is like a news report of them being discovered. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then we get the opening credits um, with this like grating score. Um, and yeah, the news report audio, uh, which is just, I don't know, just like lets you settle into that dread mm-hmm. um, early on, which I really love. And, and then of course, once the film sort of properly begins with the plot, you get that famous shot of the dead armadillo. Upside down on the road. Yep, there's real dead armadillo that they found while they were filming, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And because, um, yeah, I've seen that on like posters or re-release DVD artwork on it before. So it's definitely okay. an iconic shot. And uh, yeah, I mean, it represents Texas really well in this film. Like, obviously, you've got like the isolation being in this like desert area. Um, but you've got like the sort of like hillbilly music, the thick accents of all the cast. Um, all these like cattle trucks and obviously he's talking about the slaughterhouse and seeing mm. all these cows in the paddocks and everything really lets you kind of like absorb that atmosphere. And just, this is what Texas is all about. Steers and queers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've got the five friends in the van, um, as we've mentioned, and they like stop on the roadside, which I find really funny. He's like trying to piss in this pot and this fucking yeah. semi-trailer <laughs> just goes by and the whoosh makes him roll down It's the hill. honestly such a weird moment because it's it's like it comes off the back of setting up this ominous um, like atmosphere of all these des- like desecrated corpses, de- yeah. decaying fucking bodies. Breaks the And ice. then all of a sudden you laugh. Well, we were laughing. I don't know if it's rude. <laughs> we were laughing at this uh, guy in a wheelchair that just falls down a hill when he's trying to take a leak. <laughs> like, why is that uh, in the movie? It's, it seems I odd. don't know. I think it's just because often he's like forgotten about or he's shunned or made fun of. And I think it's just to show that like he's the unfortunate one that like all these bad things happen to. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I, I wasn't a big fan of his character in the movie because he wasn't very likable. Yeah, he wasn't very likable. He was impatient, annoying. I mean, yeah, but he's in a wheelchair. I guess he gets a pass. <laughs> um, yeah, and they tell the story of how like their uncle worked in the slaughterhouse, and they pick up that hitchhiker um, who you later discover is like one of the well, well, he's Leatherface's brother. Yes, Nubb- yeah. Nubbins is his name. Yes, and. Um, he kind of talks about like how they kill the cattle with the sledgehammer and they're like, he did it recently and he's got these like Polaroids of the mm. carcasses and shit, which is pretty gnarly. He he does such a good job in this movie in general. I can't remember the actor's name. Yeah. He's just crazy. Yeah, he just he does such a good job of just making everyone feel unnerved. Yeah. Because at first he looks jittery and he looks odd. But mm. you think, oh, it's just, you know, you're not going to judge this character off the basis of his looks. Well, he has like blood smit on his face too. I and thought, they still let him in. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I thought that was a birthmark. Oh, it could have been. Does he still have it at the dinner table at the end, though? Uh, my memory doesn't work like that. Because I think because he just killed supposedly the cattle, right? So I presume mm. it just like sprayed on him. Could be. I don't know. But uh, he just he does a really good job of um, unnerving everyone and just creating this super tense atmosphere of why we don't pick up hitchhikers. Yeah. Have they not learned by now? Like, I know this was 74, but like... Well, in Australia, we don't really pick up hitchhikers at all, but I think even... No, because Ameri- Ivan Milat. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, even in America, I think these days it's it's less. Mm. Uh, too, too many 70s serial killers uh, set the trend. Yeah. I also... It's just a detour. You know an episode of The Simpsons where Bart gets a license and they're driving somewhere oh, and they're like, like, can we pick up that boys. hitchhiker? Yeah. That reminded me of him. I don't know if that was like meant to look <laughs> like him because he was in like a green shirt, had that like same look on his face. Maybe. Yeah. And anyway. he just says yes to everything, every stop. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and it's like the he shows them these like disturbing photos, and then he like Franklin has this like pen knife that he's like playing with, and the dude just like reaches out, grabs <laughs> it, and cuts the palm of his hand like it's some fucking cult sacrifice. Yep. Um, and that kind of freaks him out. Now he takes like a Polaroid of the group in the van, right? And then he just like he shows them, and he drops it down and like burns it. Well, because he, he does that classic thing where he takes a photo and he's like, hey, it's a good photo. That's $2, Yomi. Ah, uh, yeah. And they're like, right. no, we're not going to give you $2. So he's yeah. like, all right, I'll fucking burn it then. Yeah. And he, he burns the photo and then he's got like a, his own fucking like straight razor. Mm. He's like grabs Franklin's arm and slices it. It looks fairly deep too. Like they have a close up of it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, at this point it's very clear he's unhinged. Like and kick him the fuck out of that van. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. They go to the gas station and there's no gas. <laughs> Yeah, well, because you find out later that mm. that's also owned by the other brother. Yeah. Drayton the, Sawyer? Like, yeah, he's like the, what do you call him? I just called him like the operator in my notes. Okay. The no. proprietor. His, I don't know. his name is Drayton Sawyer. He's okay. Because there's three brothers. There's Leatherface, Nubbins, and Drayton. Mm. And then no father, no mother, and then Grandpa Sawyer. Yeah. Who you eventually find out is still alive. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing they do have gas, but he just says there's none to... Mm. Keep him around to yeah. kill him. Yeah, pretty much. And I do like at this point, I forgot this when when until we were re-watching it, but Franklin gets like a piece of meat and it looks like some <laughs> manky sausage that yeah. keeps hanging out of his mouth like a hideous tongue or some shit. And then like later they reveal when Sally ends up back at the gas station that it's like human meat. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was just because it was shot in a weird way, but I didn't see specifically when she was looking at that that it was human but i got the sense of like all right i'm guessing they're showing that it's made yeah to be humans. they don't explicitly say it but i think it's because like the sizzle and the slow zoom <laughs> and like yeah. what looks like a kidney or like human organs and yeah. things like you, you can you can tell from that scene that it's it's humans yeah they're trying to insinuate it for sure um yeah, and when they find, like, their grandfather's abandoned house, Franklin's like, he's in a fucking wheelchair, and they all just, like, run in, like, ahead of him, go upstairs. They're all laughing upstairs, but let's try and, like, get up over the steps or whatever. And yeah. Just, like, cursing them upstairs from the from the ground floor, and then they're like, hey, we're going to go get go down to that creek. Are you cool to wait here? And he's like, yeah, all right, I guess so. <laughs> fucking, there's not really much Ditch love him. between them. No, no, it's, it's, I felt kind of bad from there, as annoying as he was. Yeah, well. Um, and I do like when they find the other farmhouse, like the soy house. There's like that human tooth on the doorstep, and he just grabs it and drops it in his <laughs> girlfriend's <laughs> hand. Fuck? Jesus. I mean, what would you do if Alex did that to you? Backhand. <laughs> probably throw it back at her. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I feel like something you'd do to her. Let's be real. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd do that. No, I'd probably find a snake skin or something. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I wouldn't. That'd be too mean. She'd cry. Well, do you remember when we were on our schoolies trip when we went camping? And like, we were setting up camp around the bonfire, and there was a little sn- like, snake skin. I, I do not remember that. Uh, I'm surprised the, she slept at all. I know. And the toilets were just like those creepy drop-off <laughs> ones. Uh, I I, uh, I still have a fear of using those. I'll avoid them at all costs. God, yeah. Snakes coming out. Yeah. Yuck. Um, and I really like... This is like broad daylight. And Kirk walks in first, right? The, the mm-hmm. boyfriend. And he's like seeing if anyone's home. Um, why, why do they just let themselves into the house again? Well, because they think because they hear a generator running, so they know there's gas. So they're gonna try uh, and go, try and go in and get some gas. That's right. Yeah, because the van's like just stationary at and this point. So, something I like about this movie is the victims are victims not of their own making. Like a lot of the other horror movies, it's because of something they've done. Mm. Like in Evil Dead, they're you know reading a book or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, 
can't think of any other examples off the top of my head. But, no, I see what you're saying. But it's, it, like, it's, it's sort of their own fault. Whereas these guys, they don't do anything wrong except they walk into some un, some mm. unknown house that they're not invited in. They're just looking for help. They're not Yeah. Which in curious. my mind, it's like, hey, you're in Texas. Don't go walking into someone's house. They have like stand your ground laws. They'll just yeah. shoot you. Shotgun under the bed. Yeah. Shotgun by the front door. Or worse, just hammer to the head. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say before. I love that it's like broad daylight and the first death is just like he walks in because he hears this like hog squealing or something. Mm. Goes into this like what I guess is their like slaughterhouse room and Leatherface just fucking appears like a brick shit house in the doorway, <laughs> bashes him with his like mallet. And um, drags him around the corner. This is so yeah one of the one of the only well one of the scenes that I'd seen from this movie before. Mm. And one I, I'd never seen it in context, so I'd only seen the scene, seen the scene. Uh, once it's in context, it's so much more impactful. Yeah, because there's a, apart from the opening like uh, scene with all the decayed corpses, and then you get the creepy hitchhiker. Mm. Like there's an atmosphere of something creepy, but nothing really happens. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, broad daylight, out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Leatherface just comes up. There's no soundtrack like while it's happening. It's just it's just so matter of fact. Like, all right, he walks in and then bam, this fucking giant hulking leatherface yeah. comes out, hits him on the head. Brutal. Brutal. And then he's on the ground fucking like spasming. Oh, he's like twitching. Yeah, yeah that was like, cool. It looked it like that. Of any horror movie, that's the most realistic looking kill I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's pretty gnarly. And I think, I might be recalling this correctly, but I think in the 2003 remake, they kind of like pay homage to that where he like, might be a hammer even. He like bashes a guy across the jaw that needs like smashed teeth just like fly out across okay. the floor. It's Yeah, it's full on. Love that. Um, Yeah, and then the chick, Pam, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, walks in and there's like, she finds that room that has like bones and feathers and animal parts, like just decorating yeah. the floor, like littering the floor of this room. Mm-hmm. And then there's like dream catchers made from bones, the weird little like creepy decorations with, and even like human skulls, like arranged on a shelf, I think. Yep. Um, Does, oh, no, it's, it's later. The other girl, Sally, finds the old people upstairs, doesn't she? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like arranged in chairs. Mm. Yeah. Um, cause this is where like, I think Pam is just like freaking out and screaming and that's when Leatherface finds her and does that weird, like squeal he does and yeah. grabs her and like drags her into yeah, this room drags where her, like, Kirk is. And that's a good scene too, where she almost escapes out the front door and then he runs out and grabs her and then drags yeah. her back in. Just, yeah. Terrifying. And um, then just the fucking iconic, like puts her up oh, on a fucking meat hook. Dude. Yeah. Drops her on like... On the butcher's hook by the shoulder blades. Yeah, and it, it's so matter of fact too. It's not like he's not uh, like overly aggressive about it. He's not overly yeah, just like literally showy. He's just like this is business. Yeah, he's a butcher. He's just got a fucking slab of meat and he's chucking it up on a hook. Yeah, totally. It um, definitely makes it more disturbing how like clinical it is. Yeah, and Kirk's there, um, like lying on his back or on his stomach or something in front of her and. This is where the chainsaw gets introduced, mm-hmm. the iconic chainsaw. And um, Leatherface just grabs it, rips the fucking ripcord and starts like soaring into Kirk's head. Yep. And I love that this was not a dummy. Yeah. That was the actual actor. And apparently they brought that- the chainsaw, like the live, like going chainsaw as close as like, I think three inches of his that face. That is some fucking balls of steel yeah, from, from yeah. that actor. Apparently um, Gunner... 
uh, Hanson was like to the actor that played Kirk before they shot that. He's like, all right, you've got to be very still because <laughs> like this could go horribly wrong. Jesus. <laughs> Which is, yeah, I mean, it paid off. But um, yeah, just like, I guess, uh, decapitates him in front of her while she's like hanging by this big ass hook. Mm-hmm. Just Gnarly scene. Um, and like you said, all broad daylight, all in the first half of the film. All with, I think, no soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just letting you marinate in your fucking... Fear, fear juices. <laughs> yeah. Really marinate, saute yourself. Oh, God. You're getting... Oh, I'm going to become a vegetarian like Del Toro after talking I about this. I can't do it, man. Meat's too tasty. Yeah, I know. I haven't had a good steak in a while, but um, yeah, beef. I'm all about that beef, man. Yeah, you are. I mean, We've been watching beef. You know, the Stephen Young oh, okay, show on yeah. Netflix? I, I, don't know what, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. <sighs> okay. What's it about? I, it's... Beef, apparently. <laughs> well, <laughs> No. So it's beef as in like just having a gripe with someone. And um, essentially like these two people that have like a road rage incident and then they just like don't stop there. They just like are at each other's throats and like slowly just try to destroy each other's lives. Okay. But um, we, I think we're halfway through. There's like 10 episodes. I think we just finished episode five and already so much has happened that I thought that was like the final episode. Right. Okay. So I recommend it. Great soundtracks, like 2000s, like, rock ballads. Okay, I like it. It's cool. Anyway, back to uh, Texas Chainsaw. Um, I love, like, Leatherface's just, like, maniacal laugh and those strange noises he makes, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, when he's dragging her away. Because he just gets joy out of it. Oh, it's so disturbing. A great performance, though. And then, fuck, I can't remember if it's now or later, there's that scene where he's done a bunch of the stuff and then he goes and he just sits down he looks out a window and he sits down and he's just like sitting there contemplating Leatherface? Yeah, Leatherface. I don't remember that. There's just a close-up of it might it's oh, either it's, you get it's like either the here or later. teeth like through the Yeah, the it's, mask. it's just a close-up on his face wearing the fucking Leatherface mask. Yeah. Like sitting down and he's like just he almost looks scared cuz just like panting. Cuz if you think about it, he probably wasn't expecting them. Mm. Like he was just going about his business and then two fucking people walk up on his property. Yeah. Scare him. He's a, you know, mentally handicapped Volatile man. Ch- man child. <laughs> so he he's he's gonna defend his home, get a chainsaw. Well, probably not defend his home. He probably does want to kill him and eat yeah. him. But, yeah. But but you know, he's probably scared. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. It's um Yeah, I forgot about that shot. That was you know, very good. You see like the papery like what what's that mask? That's his like just a man, like his, yeah, his work that, mask. That's the killing mask. Yeah. 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 And I don't know, before I saw this movie, this is going to sound really macabre and strange, mm. but when I heard about, when I was a kid and younger, when I heard about like a face mask, like a leather mask made of a human face, right. I thought it would look cooler. Like I thought it would be like... <laughs> well, like Corey a, Taylor's mask and... Yeah, I don't the, know. Just like, three days. just like a looking, like actual human mask. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm. No, it just looks gross. Not like the cold ones, Joji mask. Okay, <laughs> that, that was just disturbing. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, because well, no. it, it's kind of just like, like stitched bits. Like you even left the ears on. I think it's like flaps mm. on the side, which are yeah, gross. because y- your face looks good because of not only the skin but the muscles and the bone structure. Yeah, if you just take the skin, it's gonna look awful. Yeah, and it does. Yeah, it was just like papery and. The colour's um, all wrong. It's yellow. Yeah, yeah. It's probably quite weathered though because it yeah. is his work mask. Yeah, true. But um, yeah. And so after... So I don't think I'll get one. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> um, I'll put the shovel back. <laughs> and um, 
the who's waiting by the van? Is it Sally and Franklin at this point? Because they're expecting them to come back looking and, with gas. And uh, while they're looking, I wrote Jerry, so I think it's Jerry. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And because it's like nightfall by this point, right? They're like still at the van, and Franklin's like, "Oh, look, not, we got to go look for them." That's later because it's still daytime when Jerry goes to look for them. Okay, and so he goes. And that's when he finds Sally, no, Pam in the freezer. Oh, that's And she's right. still alive. Yeah, like that, yeah. That's, that's strange. She was put on a meat hook, but then Ugh, put in a freezer gross. to just freeze to death. Yeah. And so she like wakes up and starts freaking out. Yeah, And then for sure. that's another instance of like Leatherface has been startled. So mm. he's obviously not expecting anyone else. And then he has to kill um, J- uh, Jerry as well. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And then it's nighttime yeah. with, with the brother and sister Sally and Franklin. Mm. And you made this point too when we we're watching it. It's like very cool blue lighting, like in I, the I whole don't know, night scene. I don't know if I said cool. It, I just said it was very blue. Oh no, cool <laughs> as in like temperature. Oh, okay then. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like very blue, and I don't remember it being that blue, but. I think it, there's one point where they show like a full moon. So maybe it was mm. just like to show the glow of that. But also because they were shooting the type of film they were shooting this with, I read required four times more light than a digital camera. Okay. Well, that, that might explain why they filmed the dinner sequence during the day. Yeah. Because I don't know how they would have illuminated that that night scene where they're like running through the woods from Leatherface. Because mm. if they were just relying on moonlight, would it be that blue? No, unless, because I know they do it in a bunch of other movies, unless they actually, because I didn't read, unless they filmed it in the day and then just put on like a nighttime filter. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because I know they do that in a lot of other horror movies, but usually you can like easily tell. Yeah, okay. Um, Like in uh, 27 days later, when... 28 days later? I knew I was going to get it wrong. (laughs) Fucking hell. 28 days later, uh, the scene where they look out and see the... Christmas lights on the apartment building. Yeah. That was shot in the daytime. And then they just put a darkness filter on it. Because ah, okay. if they filmed it at nighttime, then all the other lights would have been on and it would, yeah. they didn't want to have to like go through and somehow oh, interesting. special effects edit them out. Fair. Okay. That's cool. Um, and so Franklin grabs a flashlight and she's like pushing him through the woods and they're just like screaming Jerry's name. Yeah. And Pam. Which is dumb. Oh, well, <laughs> well, okay, fair. They don't know there's like killers, cannibalistic killers out there. So fair. I mean, you could kind of expect you've you've, you've got three fr- <laughs> rural Texas, okay, apart from being in Texas, but you've got three friends that have disappeared and are not coming back. Something's wrong. Maybe you don't yeah. yell out. Yeah, because um, they don't have like a cell phone or anything. Cell phones didn't exist in 1974. Fair, because <laughs> <laughs> like even when they go to the gas station. Oh, well, sorry. When Sally's at the gas station later and she says to call the cops, he's like, "Oh, we don't have a phone here." Yeah, so. which again could have just been a lie. No phone, no gas. Uh, what are they selling there? Just human meat? That's it? That's literally it. Uh, something I thought was, well, not funny, but just odd is this is a, this movie is 84 minutes, which mm. is not long at all. Yeah. They spend too much time like pushing through the forest or like a super long chase scene at the end. Yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's not a long movie and they dedicate quite a chunk of time to just like that. I kind of like that. Okay. It, it's terrifying because, like, you see, like the smoke of the chainsaw when Leatherface finds him. And... It's terrifying, but it's maybe a little too drawn out. Yeah, okay. It was kind of long, I suppose, but maybe it would have been, pardon me, more intense with like a soundtrack or a score. Sorry, but I, yeah, I kind of. Like I don't the, think there's much. I kind of like that it score. wasn't though, because again, just more actually, real. I'm, I'm going back and forth because. I, I do kind of like that it's long and drawn out because it just shows that he's unrelenting. Yeah. And like, you can keep running, but he's going to keep chasing you. Yeah. And he's like sprinting too. Like for a big man. Yeah. Like he's not evasive. Yeah. 
well, he's he's built like a brick shit house, like you said. He also, probably done it before, I guess. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and like when Leatherface just like rocks up and kills Franklin, just like stabs a chainsaw into his chest, and yeah, and that that's pretty unexpected as well because. Mm. So far in the movie, as unlikable as Franklin's been, he's kind of been the main focal point of the characters. Yeah, and, and he does like care about the rest. Like he does just want to make sure they're okay. Yeah, and, and so you think maybe he's gonna live, and then Leatherface comes out and just chainsaws his chest and just, yeah, just kind of appears too. Turns I him think from a paraplegic into a quadriplegic. Because do they like stop at some point, and then Leatherface is just like sprinting at them from the side through the branches, or? Yes. Because you don't hear the chainsaw coming at that point. I think it just appears. <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd probably give it away too much if he already had the chainsaw running. <laughs> yeah, true. We've got to find uh, Jerry while this lumberjack's working out here <laughs> in the dark. Um, yeah, so that whole scene was really cool. Maybe yeah, a little heavy on the blue lighting, maybe a little long, but still just... Um, yeah, an unrelenting sense of dread mm. in that scene. So she just like ditches... Um, not Joe. What's his name? The wheelchair Franklin. guy. Franklin. She just ditches her brother. Oh, okay, I wouldn't say ditches. The man has got a chainsaw in his chest. He's dead. Yeah. Okay. You D- run. Didn't give her a proper burial. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, uh, yeah. So then she runs into what I mean. She might think is just a house to get help from, and turns out to be the Sawyer house. Yeah. And yeah. that's when she runs upstairs and finds these two desecrated, oh, not desecrated, uh, desiccated, like dried of blood. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like des- desiccated old people in chairs who you think are yeah, dead yeah yeah because yeah yeah that's a fair point she she and franklin don't know about the house or the killers yeah because mm, she's banging on the door like help me help me yeah yeah and um that's like it's a quite a nice house because like their grandfather's house is like dilapidated and falling apart and then this one's like a nice ranch looking two-story thing yeah well one's been lived in one hasn't <laughs> yeah well that's true but still i expect them to live in squalor like, what was with that room just littered with fucking roadkill remnants? Oh. Maybe that's their killing floor. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and so Franklin's dead. She's in this house. And uh, I think Leatherface just, like, chases her in there. Like, really fucking scary scene of him just, like, running up the stairs. Like, real tight close-up of him. Mm. Like, the smoke of the chainsaw everywhere. It's, yeah, re- really um, intense moment. And she just, like, launches out the window. Um... And Leatherface just like looks down, runs back down the stairs, like still sprinting out the door after her through yeah. the dark. It's like you said, man, unrelenting. Um, a lot of caviar for a chunky boy. Yeah, I can imagine seeing this in the cinema in the seventies, just on the edge of your seat, like just waiting for that, like the, the release of that tension. Um, and then she, I think, <laughs> gets like clotheslined by a tree rather dramatically. <laughs> uh, I think from memory, the sound effect was quite obnoxious. And she, yeah, gets. Uh, makes her way to that gas station from the start and finds this guy, the operator that like appears to like want to soothe her at first and is mm-hmm. like, oh look, mm-hmm. there's no one out there. I'll show you. And I hate how when he leaves to like get the pickup truck, he leaves the door wide open, <laughs> and then there's just the shot of that open door for like a good ten seconds or so. Like, like you, you expect someone to come back. Yeah, you expect Leatherface just like pop around the corner with the yeah. chainsaw well, or I, something. I expected because then you see he backs up with the truck out the door. Yeah. I was expecting for you to, that's when Leatherface is oh, going to like attack the in, old guy. Oh, I thought you were going to say Leatherface in the driver's seat. Because that's what I was expecting oh, that'd be cool. when I, like I first that. saw it. And yeah. she like, maybe because she just doesn't see it. She just sees the truck back up, like jumps in the cab, looks over and, and it's him. 
That's okay. what I was expecting the That'd first be, time. That'd be a bit harder it. to believe. No, I thought, yeah, he was going to back up with the truck, get out of the truck, and then Leatherface was going to attack him, and then I use the truck to take him back. Ah, okay. But no, I like it so much better where he comes back in, he's just he's in coming with help, and he's so matter-of-fact about it. He's like, he's got the rope, and he's like, all right, let's do it. Like the sack? <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, in your hop. Yeah, it's fucking... It's great. Yeah, it's creepy. And that's obviously where they have that shot we we're talking about where they like zoom in on the red, like sizzling human yeah, flesh. Like she suddenly realizes, hold on, what's going on here? Yeah, the penny drops. And um, yeah, this operator guy like bags her, ties her up, and like gags her. And it's, it looks quite convincing. Um, yeah. Like it's not just some shibari shit. Like this is, uh, <laughs> this is like torture shit. Like prisoner war stuff, and he um chucks her in the in the cab, and it's so freaky. He's like driving to this this ranch house, and he's just like, well, before this point, he's like beating her with a straw broom. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> is rather comical. He's so he's such a strange character because I think for by his own um, admittance, he doesn't like killing, and that's why he leaves mm. it to the other brothers. But he what, enjoys the thrill of the he chase. He enjoys because he's got her tied up in the in the like fucking passenger seat of the car, and he's like, "No, nah, calm down. We're not going to hurt you." And then he like. Keeps poking it with yeah. a broom. He's like, no, calm down. Poke, poke, poke. Got, calm it, down. Poke, poke, poke. It's so weird, isn't it? It's like the snapped broom handle. And he's like prodding her through yeah. the sack. Like, oh, and like laughing about it while yeah. he's driving. Oh, it's it's just, it gave me real like Wolf Creek vibes, that mm. whole scene. Um, And then, yeah, they get to the farmhouse and pulling up in the driveway. And that hitchhiker brother, what did you say his name was? Nubbins. Nubbins. Um, rocks up and you can just see like they're so like abusive to him. He must be like the runt. Of the litter per se and he's yeah. like the the younger brother just gets all the shit and um yeah he's like <laughs> beating him with the broom handle as well and um he jumps in the back of the truck and and yeah they drive sally up and yeah this is where leatherface has like is this the the old lady mask at this point with like the gray wig this is the or, pretty lady or actual hair this is the pretty lady cause okay because he's, he's dressing up for dinner yeah true and um got like the floral apron and Oh, just really creepy, like tired of the chair. And um, there's the one where it's got like the arms, the actual mm-hmm. arms for armrest, which is sick. Yep. And then this is where you find out that one of the bodies that she's seen upstairs is actually still alive. Yeah, and the drew, grandpa. Like, they cut her finger and like she, it, the fucking old grandpa sucks on her finger. Yeah, because I thought it was like Norman Bates' mother kind of vibes where it's like a mummified corpse propped up in a chair. But it was like the grandpa must already be like, old and like you know wrinkly skin and everything but they still have like a creepy old like skin mask on him no i th- oh actually i think you can see fuck. like in the yeah, eyes actually, when you look at his eyes there's like a gap that very much would explain why he looks like that I, I thought he was just fucking old i think he might have like skin gloves as well oh, like when okay. they hand him the mallet to try and like yeah, knock right. her out over the steel bucket that's making a lot more sense now yeah really creepy and they just kind of like let her freak out for a bit don't they yeah because they're eating dinner yeah, so because they, they tie her up at the dinner table, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, they've already prepared some meat, yep. presumably like human. Because mm-hmm. she passes out and then she wakes up while they're eating. Dinner. Oh, that's right. She wakes up at the dinner table, um, freaks out, and she's like crying and screaming, and they're all just like mimicking her and laughing yeah. her, like tormenting super, her at the dinner table. Super weird, like fast paced editing, like super close ups of her, like drawn out, like screaming, crying. Yeah. I love the extreme close-up of the eye and they mm. show like the tear just rolling over. Like Fucking that was really nice. Outstanding acting by the, yeah. uh, what's-her-face. Well, I think she might have been like legit terrified. Like I wonder how much they actually told her was going to happen because 
Um, I know there's a scene where um, they like cut her finger so grandpa can suck the blood out of it Mm -hmm. and they legit cut her finger with a razor. But I'm sure they would have told her that. Oh, they probably would have told her that, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, that explains like the reaction. Okay, it's yeah. like, oh, that really fucking hurt. Yeah. Now some old actor is sucking on my finger. Yeah, that was clearly before all the AIDS shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like, guess so. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, and uh, that was just unnerving. Um, that whole scene, but yeah, when she's like tied up at the dinner table and they're just tormenting her, it goes for so long, and it's just it makes you so uncomfortable, and it's like, what are they gonna do with her? Because like leaves leaves it to your imagination as to what could possibly come next after all the shit mm. that she's just gone through. And I mean, I imagine this is probably way more terrifying to watch as a woman. Yeah. Because they would A, be able to put themselves in that shoe easily because it's a woman on screen. Yeah. But I mean, women have to deal with that shit on a regular basis on a day-to-day of yeah. always being afraid of everyone around you and like not knowing what's going to happen if you walk down a dark alleyway. Yeah, and I mean, when you've got like three killers like that that are creepy in a remote area, like your first thought is, okay, are they got to go down that route. <laughs> yeah. But um, they don't, which I like. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's still They're not there to heavy. get their rocks off. They're there to eat. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's business. And I love here, she... <laughs> She, uh, did she get untied or like they try to untie her? Well, she's, she's yeah, she, oh, she, yeah, because the grandpa like tries to, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny, you know, funny, it? funny scene that because they said he's the best at killing, yeah, when clearly they're fucking delusional because he tries and he just can't fucking do it. Well, he's, he's so old. weak, he's probably past his prime time. And then in the sort of confusion or the excitement of getting the grandpa to try and kill her, she yeah, gets clock away. her over the head, yeah. Yeah, and that's when she like runs away, jumps out a window for the second time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A different window, by the way. Yeah, she's, well, she's broken two windows. O- in only the house. a only a first story window this time. Yeah, yeah. A lot easier to get up and continue running. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, this like starts that final chase where it, like um winds up to the end of the film, and she kind of gets m- makes her way to this highway, um, and she finds this like truck driver that stops for her while Leatherface is out chasing her again with a chainsaw. Well, you missed you missed a big moment. What was the big moment? The big moment was when she's running and they're chasing her, then fucking Nubbins gets hit by the truck. Oh, true. Yeah. He, he gets fucking He, pet, he, he pet grabs cemetery. her, doesn't he? And then um, he like turns around and gets cleaned up. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Which I th- something I like about this scene, like the, pretty much the scenes that follow, because there's the truck and then another car comes later. Yeah. Is that it's kind, it just shows that it's not as remote as you think it is. Mm. It's just another house on the street where there's these cannibals inside doing this heinous shit. And it's, blending in. it's not that remote. It could be happening anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because like when they first get there and in theory, it mustn't be far from the van because like Franklin and Sally and, and Kirk and Pam and, all, and Jerry like walk between the grandpa's house and the van yeah. when they stopped. And it's like a bustling highway. Like mm-hmm. there's trucks and, and utes and cars yeah. and stuff going by. But um, I suppose maybe because it was night, maybe there was fewer. And this is like early hours in the morning by this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Nubbins gets cleaned up. Much more convincing uh, practical effects on the the grill of the truck as, <laughs> as the Pet Cemetery remake. Yep. Um, yeah, and then like Leatherface is is chasing her with a chainsaw, and um, <laughs> the truck driver like 
climbs out, asks her what's wrong, sees the guy, and is like, oh shit. Like, they jump back in the cab, but they just jump back Yo, out the other side. This, yeah, a bit, a bit fucking stupid. Does like, they're, they're inside off. the truck, and they, I mean, to be fair, have you ever seen a truck take off? Like, you got to change uh, like 18 gears. He's going to catch up. He, yeah, but Chainsaw like. Chainsaw the wheels. Could have locked the, the door and put the windows up. Because, like, when Leatherface reaches them and the doors close, he doesn't go for the tires. He just, like, <laughs> slashes lines in the door. Yeah, it's. It's a questionable questionable decision. Yeah. And then they get out, and I love how he throws a wrench at him. Yeah. A, a Leatherface. And that, that knocks him in the head, knocks him down, and that's when the chainsaw, like, nicks Leatherface in the leg. Yeah, yeah, because he, like, loses a grip on it, and it starts, like, soaring into his thigh, mm. and you hear, like, a quite, like, dare I say it, human, like, scream of pain, cry yeah. pain. Because, like, at this point, is you don't really see him as such. Um, it's more of, like, a monster, really. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, and then the the truck driver dies, right? Like, it's I don't know if I missed that. It's kind of unclear because he doesn't get into the car with her, but just, just you run, just don't really see him. Just runs off maybe because another yeah. pickup truck like rocks up and she gets in the back of that, and they just like drive. I mean, she's like covered in blood by this point from oh, the yeah. head wound head from the mallet it. or whatever it was from from grandpa. And um, yeah, I I love man. Like they drive off. Um, and then you get the final shot of this film, which I think is one of the best shots of any horror. It's um, it's just this beautiful scene of Leatherface like crazily wielding this chainsaw as the sunrise is coming up, and you get this really nice like warm yellow light and uh, the lens flare and everything. And then in the midst of it all, just like cuts to black and the credits roll. I mean, it's almost like a dance that he's doing. Yeah, like a yeah. dance of frustration, but he's just swinging a chainsaw around. Yeah, yeah, it's such a nice end to a film. And then and she's beautifully hyst- shot. Her hysterical crying and screaming as the drum guy turns into like a hysterical laughter of like, "Okay, I've survived, but fuck, this is yeah. gonna scar me for the rest of my life." Yeah, yeah, just because imagine having fucking survived that brother and three friends getting yeah. killed by crazy guy and with a fucking, oh, God, I don't know, like chainsaw. <laughs> Butcher's hook, steel mallet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. buddy. Yeah, what a time! It's uh, yeah, it's it like having what do you say like the eighty three, eighty four minute runtime. I think perhaps that scene where they're running through the woods at night, um, where Franklin dies. Like maybe that was a little drawn out, but I love that the dinner table scene was deliberately drawn out because that just makes you uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, that I'm absolutely fine with that. Yeah, uh, because it's. Yeah, I, I can't think of much more they could have added to this movie because it's a very simple movie. Mm. It the I, plot is just wrong place, wrong time. Exactly. I I love it so much because it's it's like a slice of life. Like it's it's not. It's it's like one of those like the lighthouse as well, where it wasn't set up with like a beginning, middle, and end. Mm. Like this is a progress of a story. It's just a snapshot of a time where these people had an unfortunate circumstance yeah it's definitely yeah like happenstance and um like you said when we spoke about that scene where like kirk walks into the ranch house and leatherface like clocks him over the head um when he's in the middle of like butchering pigs like he was not expecting them and he was kind of shocked so like they would have just been going about their business Mm -hmm. and um yeah these these people just haven't had a bad run because like if you know, Jerry and Sally, not Jerry, um, if Franklin and Sally had, like, not gone looking for Jerry, like, they could have escaped. Yeah, they do They do say that they don't have keys, though. Jerry, yeah, Jerry has the keys. Also, so, if, you're, if you're a good friend, you got to try and find your missing friend when it's nightfall. Uh, I don't know about that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a simple premise. Hella effective. Um, surprisingly, very little 
gore and mm-hmm. like it's violent, but it's not yeah gory. Yeah, I uh, I kind of want to dive in and watch the rest of the sequels because I know mm. the second one gets gorier and that's when you get they introduce Chop Top, the other yeah. one of brothers. Uh, should I watch the remake? Have you seen the remake? I've seen the remake once and it was a long time ago. I remember there's like a cop in it. Um, so like, uh, well, that's it. I'm not like watching. local <laughs> law enforcement are actually aware in this one, but oh, okay. he's like a creepy cop and, um, things do not work out for him. Right. But okay. it's, but it's, it's worth a watch. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause one thing I know that they changed in the sequel is, or in the um, remake, like mm. they don't pick up nubbins at the beginning. They pick up a random hitchhiker who's like survived the leather, like the Sawyer family. Yeah. And then it's sh- like, they shoot themselves in the head. Yeah. So it, it seems like they change enough stuff that it's not just going to be the same shit all over again. Mm. But I think, I think that was done by Platinum Dunes. Right. So yeah, it's, I'm hesitant. Yeah. I wanted to discuss it a bit in the remakes episode we did, but I just couldn't watch it. Cause it's like, it's deleted on DVD and I couldn't find it on a streaming service or even YouTube. So I was like, Oh, well, I'll just have to go by memory. But, um, okay. but yeah, it's definitely, Definitely um, gritty, but I haven't I haven't seen the sequel like the the one that Toby Hooper did hmm. in um was it 80, 86, Did I say no eighty? Asking the wrong guy. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in terms of technique, like I really love the use of close shots to like give you that sort of um that sense of claustrophobia, particularly in the van, mm-hmm. and also a lot of them uh, were like low angles, like looking up from the ground, which. Often they would use in film to show a character has power. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, like a lot of the low angles are for the five friends. Okay. Because when you see Leatherface, like even though it's like this towering figure, um, often points because it's like they almost, I feel, want to show that he doesn't, he's not, not like fully aware of what he's doing. They want to show like some semblance of innocence. Yeah. Well, yeah, because in, in his mind, he's not doing anything wrong. He's... yeah. He's a child that's just making food for his family, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doing what he wants. But um, Talk, Talking about the shots and the, the stuff too, it was by cinematographer Daniel Pearl. I okay. forgot, forgot to mention before. Uh, which might explain some of the stuff because some of the shots in this look a bit grainy and terrible. Mm. Another movie that he did was Alien vs. Predator 2. Uh, that was so dark. That was such a dark like, movie that you can't dark. fucking see. So, But then he's also he also did The Boy, which I think has good cinematography. I've so not seen know. that. We were talking about that not long ago. Yeah. Is it worth it? Uh, I'd say so. I won't say too much about it, okay. but it like takes the typical um, like possessed doll mm. movie and kind of puts it on its head a little bit. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's it's worth watching. Also got Lauren Cohen, who I like. Yeah. Maggie true. from The Walking Dead. Um, so yeah, a lot of like documentary style camera work, which I think was probably influenced by Toby Hooper's involvement in like that field mm. as a director just um, try to make it look as realistic as possible yeah and particularly because like at the start of the film they market it as like a recounting of actual events mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah it works in its favor there but yeah like that kind of grating score i think actually toby hooper might have also had a hand in the the music fucking how many hands um, has he got yeah <laughs> found so many graves he robbed um, i guess <laughs> Um, which was quite interesting. Like, it's just very, yeah, the, the, the soundtrack puts you on edge, but I also made a note that, um, there's always like constant ambience as well. And I don't know if that's like just farm life, but 
like at any point in this film, there's always background noise that doesn't kind of like dip off unless there's like that chase scene or whatever. Mm. But even then you've got like the chainsaw motor mm. in the background, but like whether it's traffic on the highway in the opening scene, the generator, when they first mm-hmm. like discover the Sawyer house um, and even like just birds or crickets. Yeah, I guess it's just creating a sense of like an environment. Like yeah. Just an the ambient, atmosphere. Yeah. So yeah, it was just like quite innovative um, for its time. And also just interesting to learn of its impact and how like restricted its distribution was, um, given how somewhat mild by today's standards. And in spite of all that issues it had, it still became the fucking juggernaut that it was. Yeah, for sure. So it's definitely deserving. But yeah, this um, I didn't put this in my top five list um, when we did that episode, of course, but... Um, definitely be in my top 10 and I have a lot of respect for, for this film so okay. uh, rest in peace Mr. We're, Hooper we're going to have to keep a running tally because you've, you've said that a couple of times wonder if it'll get more than top 10 w- let's just do another episode <laughs> eventually where it's like the more next top 5 the next top 5 the bottom 5 the bottom top 5 of the top 10 yeah yeah, yeah okay our least favourite of our favourite what's like a popular favourite in the horror genre that you hate like, what's one that a lot of people say they love that you just cringe when you hear that as a horror fan? It might just be Signs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, fair. I, That's the only one that I, I have heard of. that. That's the one that I get the biggest scoffs to when yeah. I tell people I love that film. Because usually the, everyone's favourites are their favourites for a reason and it's usually all right. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know. That's pretty much it, man. I've finished my coffee and I'm busting for a pee. So, if, <laughs> if you're happy to wrap this up, I'm I'm good. Yeah, right. Uh, everyone can just check us, uh, check us out on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on Spotify, uh, Dead House Pod. Yes, sir. New episode every Friday, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. drop. Yep. We'll be right back. <laughs>